You are listening to 2 plus 3 equals 6 with Tom and Jenna. I'm so glad it's come to this. Life has brought you here. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes you have... Too often you have those moments in life where you just want to fast forward. Where you're waiting for the next thing. You just want things to get better so you can feel a certain way or be at a certain point in your relationships with people, in your mind, with your body, you know, maybe you want to lose weight, maybe you're healing from something, in my case, labor, maybe you've had medical problems that you've just wanted to fast forward through, maybe you want to fast forward through having a reflux colicky infant so that you can record without him fussing in the background um and sometimes you just can't (laughs) sometimes you just can't fast forward sometimes when you're in a blended family you want to fast forward through your relationships with your significant other's children and your own children so you can all just get to a place where you're not dealing with so many hard feelings at once. Maybe nobody out there has the same story of having a baby at the same time that you're blending a big family and buying a house and healing from labor and struggling with a sleep disorder at the same time. Maybe nobody else has that exact same story. But maybe every, everybody has some version of trying to do too many things at once and hitting your breaking point. I had, I had a breaking point today. Um, and, and I want to talk about how do, you, how do you fucking get through it? Because Tom talked to me today about, like, there is no guidebook to what we're doing. We don't have time to talk through how to blend this family in a way that... We haven't talked about how to blend this family in a way where it's like, okay, you know, for example... Our four daughters, who are all around the same age, came home. Tom's twins came home yesterday, sat at the table. They had homework to do. We had an event that night, or someone was coming over that night, and we knew it would be busy. The kids would be playing. They wouldn't have a chance to do their homework. My daughters get home from school two hours earlier, and so it's like they've already had some chill time They've already had time to do what they need to do and their stepsisters get home and everybody just wants to have social time. Well, here's what happened in that moment. Tom had instructed his twins to do his homework, their homework. So they're sitting at the kitchen table, but my daughters run in and they're just like, oh my God, they're here. Let's hang out. Our oldest likes to be in charge. She likes to help and... Sometimes she helps too much or it's not always what people need in the moment and maybe the intentions are good, but sometimes it's too much. 
Um, I'm sitting there trying to get dinner. Tom is holding on to the infant because I've been with the infant all day because I'm still on maternity leave, struggling with postpartum anxiety, which I'm going to hit on in this episode too because I don't think it's a very well-known condition. Maybe postpartum depression is, maybe postpartum anxiety is, I don't know. But the point is there was a conflict between our daughters. As Tom is upstairs taking care of the infant right after getting off work, picking up his twins, I'm trying to get dinner ready for everybody because someone's coming over, we're hungry, whatever. Um, And my back was turned because I was at the sink and all we heard was the loudest starting to yell at people. She was yelling at each other girl for something. And then I got frustrated and turned her around or turned around and asked her to stop yelling and told her that Tom had instructed her not to to help the twins because they just kind of needed to focus and everybody needed their little bubble to do what they needed to do. But they were also socially excited to see each other. So it was just kind of a table of chaos. My oldest will go toe to toe with you if you're frustrated. She will meet your level. So then I erupted at her and because what happened when I asked her to just stop helping was, but she did this and she did that. And I said, well, I'm asking you to stop helping. Well, but I, she asked for my help. I was doing what I was supposed to do. And, and it's an accusation that she's trying to, the point is she and I got into it. She's the one that got in trouble. I sent her to her room. She was down there for hours. I was sitting there with the guilt of, Did I get too upset? I was sitting there frustrated at her. And it wasn't until later that I learned while she was at the table, one of the other girls was mimicking what she was saying and the other one was talking back to her and the other one had asked for her help or whatever. On all sides, there was more to the story. But when you're in the thick of it at dinner time and you don't see everything and you're doing your best to parent and just diffuse the chaos so you can just make some goddamn dinner and people can just do their homework and people can just be excited. It's it's hard. And Tom pointed out that we don't have the space to talk about how to blend. We just have to do it as it's happening. So then I put on my teacher hat several hours later of like, hmm, maybe what we should have done is set a timer when the twins got home, you know, set a five minute timer of, okay, everybody gets social time for five minutes. Then the twins need to do their homework. So-and-so you play your math game quietly. So-and-so you work on your art project or whatever. You can all sit together, but you know, we didn't have time to set those rules. We were just in it. I want to push fast forward to a point where where we know what we're doing. So we're not, and maybe we never will, but that's how I feel where I want to fast forward to, to a place where it's not just chaos. I want to fast forward to a place where I'm not struggling with my own brain because as we're managing all of this, I have postpartum anxiety, the constant lie in my head telling me I'm doing everything wrong and my partner hates me, attacking me, 
at every second, questioning everything that I say. Do you want to clarify that I'm not attacking you? <laughs> uh, uh, let's. <laughs> well, I said the voice in my mind. Oh, okay. All right. I said I, that I, part. I must have missed that part. Um, okay. No, Continue. Tom is not attacking me. It's it's more like I will misinterpret a, so, a tone, or I will say something to him. Like case in point, he was texting me a conversation with his his daughter where he was like lighthearted, lighthearted of like, oh, should you know, she was uncomfortable, not she, she was safe. OK, she was safe. There was nothing like uncomfortable where she wasn't safe. She was safe, but it was like, a, oh, my God, I don't know this. You know, I don't know how to handle this. What the heck, dad? And they're laughing and texting and joking about it because she's at her mom's and he showed me he's like haha look at this exchange that i had with so-and-so it's cute and i'm sitting here thinking but does she actually need some help (laughs) you know like but does 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 she need and again she's safe not help help but like does she need does she need help understanding what's going on my response was to to coach his response was to make it funny and then in my head because he didn't text me back right away when i said oh ha huh, i can't help but see it through my lens of like oh i kind of want to coach her on that he didn't text me back right away because he was working at the time and then my brain went to he's he's mad at me he thinks i made fun of his daughter he thinks i think he's a bad parent he thinks i take things too seriously he thinks I, I don't understand his family, and I won't understand how funny they are. My brain went to several directions of all the reasons why he was mad at me. Instead of, you know, like, assuming the truth, which is just that he was trying to get out of work and come home. To talk to you about the situation. And you weren't mad. No. And you didn't think that I was saying something rude about her, right? Okay, so I guess my point is this. How do you get through points in life where you want to fast forward? I want to fast forward to where my brain isn't anxious. I want to fast forward to a time where Tom and I have time to take care of ourselves. And where, where blending is easier because we're we're literally just figuring it out as we go and there's so many high emotions and I broke today and I'm not used to being someone who breaks I'm used to being the single parent who can do it all and who can't show her fears to anyone so I want to fast forward to a time where we're blending but I also want to like where it's easier I want to fast forward to a time where we're not handling 500 things at once. I want to fast forward to a time where my mind isn't always attacking me and I have to take care of people at the same time. And I want to fast forward to a time where I can just hang out with my partner and love the man that I'm with and not constantly question everything that I feel as a step parent and as a recovering mother from labor and as a the guilt that I feel of not being there for my biological children as I have been
So <laughs> I want you I want you to be able to <laughs> to chime in, but I maybe about the solution or maybe about your take on I don't know what you if you want to chime in, but the other piece where he helped me today, like he had to leave work and come home because a triggering point for me was just there's clothes on the floor and I'm mad that there's clothes on the floor, you know, cause I, I cleaned and it eventually led to a conversation where I carry a lot of guilt because I don't have the same patience for my stepchildren's kid ways you know simple things of being a kid of like oh they you know they they left this shirt here or they said they didn't like what i bought i didn't have the same patience for them that i would for my own kids and i don't like saying my own but whatever that's where our brains are at right now and i want to get to a place where i'm not so easily irritated by my stepkids i want to get to a place where i i can just love them and where little things don't get under my skin and Tom pointed out that I need to take less pressure off myself, which I'm doing even more now because I'm so out of my element with having postpartum anxiety and not working. Like I'm not doing my usual job, which is a creative outlet for me. I'm, I'm here. And he pointed out that you don't have to know, you, you don't have to avoid the hard feelings because you know how hard it is to look at your partner and say this bugs me about your kids or I'm jealous of your kids because of this or I have a hard time sharing with your kids because of this it's very hard to say those things but I have to say them because I don't like feeling them and so maybe the solution to the how do you get to the point where you want to get, even though you fast forward, that the solution that I'm coming to without having a guidebook and without having the time to sit down with a guidebook is to just to be honest in the most respectful way that I can think of. And learning from Tom that it's okay to be honest with him about who I am, my personal struggles, but even with how I feel and about my struggles with loving his children and that it's okay that I don't fully love them yet and that it's okay that things get under my skin because I haven't known them since birth like I've known my own children, you know? I haven't raised them from babyhood because at first I thought, is this a blood thing? Is this because I don't share their, you know, like, they're not my biological children? Is that what it is? No. It's that they they came into my life when they were eight years old. I didn't know them until then. And I'm not a kid person anyway. Like, that's why I teach teenagers for a, a living, you know? So it's like, it's it's a little bit more of a challenge. So... There's several points here of like, this is, this is what's going on. And it's frustrating because we can't record as often as we want to because there's, there's a million thoughts. And, and I hope that I'm saying things clearly enough that people can follow them somewhat. But even if I'm not, the people who have been trying to manage multiple things, the people who have been trying to 
blend families and love stepchildren, you know, and while still understanding what your relationship with your children you've had is, people maybe understand the millions of thoughts that go through your brain. And the only solution, at least for us, is to just try to be honest about it and to not let it build and to know that it's okay maybe to have feelings sometimes that, that quite frankly, don't feel good. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is I just want to be with my husband. I just want to be with my best friend. I just want to sit and talk to him. I just want to work through my own emotional problems, my own anxiety of assuming the worst, which is just amplified right now because of postpartum hormones and because of being overwhelmed by not having my usual job, by trying to learn what it means to be a step parent, by trying to learn what it means to continue to parent my biological children. In the midst of all that, I just want to be myself and I want to work through my problems because this anxiety that I feel, it's not just about being a parent. It's not just about being a step parent, it's, it's deep rooted, right? Like it's my own problems of feeling like I can't trust anyone and feeling like I can't be loved unless I'm just something happy all the time, unless I'm just witty all the time. I can't be loved in this struggle that I'm going through. And I want to work through that and I want the space to work through that. And at the same time, I just want to have fun with my partner and enjoy being with this person that I've wanted to be with for so long. You know, enjoy being with the person who has similar interests, the person who I can grow with just by having a conversation. So, yeah. Fast forward. I want to fast forward to being a step parent, a better step parent. I want to fast forward to not feeling so anxious all the time. I want to fast forward to getting more sleep. I want to fast forward to being able to go out with him more. I want to I want to fast forward to just feeling like things make sense again. So My question is, what do you do when you just want to fast forward, but also... So do you want to answer that, Tom, or do you want to say anything? Because uh, this was a, this was a dump, because it needed to be. Yeah? But... Yeah? Um... Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so, first off, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Baby Noises in the Background. Dot com. Oh. Um, it's probably not a real website hopefully not but is there some kind of legal thing now like do we have to take that out in case it nah, is fuck it we got nothing oh, to, we got nothing to lose <laughs> <laughs> we got anxiety and depression <laughs> take it if you want it uh yeah yeah no no um <laughs> well I mean um yeah fast forwarding uh, that for one that was that that wasn't I wouldn't say a dump it was it was just that was that was fire coming out um I gotta preface this a little bit before I begin I get home from work my wife is downstairs holding the baby and she's like 
get the recording stuff going and I just okay you know um, I didn't know what was gonna be said I kind of had a after today's events I kind of thought all right there's we, we need to talk about this because um, it was a tough day tough day emotionally it's hard to see your partner struggling uh, with postpartum depression um, anxiety and anxiety well anxiety sorry and I want to make that distinction because I don't think postpartum anxiety is as well known. And only yeah. just now yeah. have I seen even the tests for it. Like at your postpartum appointment, this is my fourth baby. This is the first baby. And, and my oldest is almost 11. So just in, you know, span of 11 years, this is my first baby where they have you rate for anxiety. Yeah. So I think postpartum anxiety is not as well Known and actually, even if you want to look at the psychological assessment part of it, I I didn't technically qualify for postpartum depression. There might be some depressive stuff going on, but my primary primary problem is postpartum anxiety. And I want to put it out there in case there is anybody going through it, or maybe they have a partner going through it, so that they don't feel alone and they know that it is a thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I lost my train of thought. Where Sorry, you come home and your wife came came says, home. Hit record. My wife's it's, like it's hit hard record. Pref- you were prefacing the day with it's it, hard to watch your partner struggle. Yeah, with yeah, anxiety. but but it but today was a today was a rough day. Um, it started out like any other day, just with a bunch of bunch of errands to run with the kids and getting off to school and getting ready for work and appointments and oh. and uh, it kind of came to a little bit of a halt when when i saw you absolutely at your worst you know and i kind of we kind of go into go mode for each other when the other one is struggling and so i was in go mode a little bit but there's that there's the difficulty with dealing with with postpartum anxiety of do does this person does my partner need to need to just vent it out are they looking for a solution are they looking you know for you just to listen um and like she said earlier there's no guidebook to blending and um and that sucks and i'm sure there's books out there on how to but and just because this is very real you said i saw my partner at her worst and even now in this moment as i'm talking about anxiety my thought was oh god my worst yeah this is bad what do you mean by my worst? It, it was your it was your worst attack yet, you know, that it, it was your worst attack yet. Where where I had to question if you know if if I need to do I need to just listen? Do I need to how do how do I comfort my partner right now? It was the first time where I was a little bit dumbfounded, and I found the solution on my own to. You know what? We can't edit that whole thing out because here's what I want to point out. You're sitting here trying to say this. I've been hearing mom, mom, mom from the eight-year-old. I I walk out to her peeing with the door open as she does and just looking at me saying, I need toilet paper. (laughs) In the middle of this. Yeah. See, at proving, but it's a perfect example. Proving, proving our point it's a perfect that example. we have 
and it continues. Because the roll was out as she was in the bathroom. Proving that we have just not enough time to perfect this. Not enough time to really dive into each other's psyches when when we're when we're having a hard time we kind of scratch the surface a little bit we try we we do our damnedest to utilize our time properly but anyway back to what i was you saying you saw me at my worst attack the day started worst. with yep. yep saw you at your worst and and it was the first time in a year where I, you know, was okay. How do I? How do I play this a little bit? Does she need advice? Does she want comfort, physical touch, or she does she just need to 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 vent it out and listen? Or I should just listen. Um, and and the the solution kind of uh, came to us, I guess, kind of naturally. You know, we kind of sat sat in silence when we were finally both home you know we had the the little fuss muss here in my arms and um we found the solution through we sat in silence for a few minutes i asked her what she was thinking and you know she told me and um she cried if that's okay she she cried and that that's hard for anyone to see but if you know jenna uh crying is not something that she does um ever um and it's not because she's you know soulless or anything it's just she she's strong and um un, unwavering in in her independence and, and strength and and beauty and here and here she is crying you know and so we talked a little bit and you know we talked about loving our stepkids and i said love comes with time it's not instant it's not something that you can you can force yourself to do and i basically i basically told her that that she was and she kind of called this out mid mid sentence but um you're trying too hard but your intentions to try hard are 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 amazing that it's he said to me that i was trying to yeah hard. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and that it's okay not to love you know my kids right now you know um she cares for them she engages with them she makes them laugh she's getting to know them but love is something especially for you know that 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 term other people's kids is is really hard um and we've struggled with the my kids your kids thing and i think everyone struggles with that too but at its core that's exactly what it is at at least temporarily it's a it's a my kids your kids situation and we try to remove that verbiage from when we when her and i talk together because that language is kind of damaging it does pit families against each other and we are a two ready-made families blending and creating one more you know two plus three equals six um so it's we try not to use that verbiage but at the end of the day i think deep down that we know that it is right now it is a our kids your kids and we look forward to getting past that and getting into the future and i'm a i would say i'm a futurist in terms of um 
believe it or not, Jenna, actually, even though she brought up the let's kind of skip to the good part, um, let's fast forward through all this BS and just get to that perfection level. Um, she's more of a present person and I'm more of a thinking down the road. And I've thought so much on I can't wait till and uh, once the kids are all out of the house and and I remember a long time ago, this is when she was still pregnant, she told me, I don't want you living, um, for, you know, I don't want you living for down the road. You know, I want you to be happy now and through the through the journey, not not when all the kids are gone and, you know, out of the house and we can do whatever we want. Like it's it's about being happy now. And, and I struggled with that a little bit because I, I've wanted to skip to the good part because this shit is hard. Um, adjusting, there's two levels to it. There's, there's so much going on and, um, we're not perfect in it. And I think both of us are a little bit perfectionist and we want to just know the solution and know how to fix it and then execute it. And it works. And we're just like, Oh, look at that. We high five and go to bed and sleep through the night. But that's not the case. Um, so you know, earlier today, like she had mentioned, I, since time is so valuable to us and it's so minimal, um, we don't have the time and space to talk about how we want to approach certain things with our kids and how we want to, uh, institute new rules into, you know, two ready-made families. So we just have to, to do it, make mistakes, talk about it as much as we can, you know, later, um, obviously not springing new things on each other. Cause that's just not what we, that's not what we're about or not what we do. But, um, but with this blending thing, we, we just, we have to just try and fail and do and fail and try and succeed. You know, there's, I, I've come to a, more of a realization now that, we're going to have a hell of a lot more failures than we are going to have successes, but um, I guess I got off track a little bit. I guess my I guess my real concern is for my wife right now because um, there is a lot of internal struggles that she has and she shares them with me and it can't be easy sharing some of the stuff with your partner um you know i can't make her believe me that everything's gonna be okay i can't even show her that everything's gonna be okay it's a it's an internal struggle that she's dealing with and and i'm and i'm dealing with too um but there needs to be more help out there it needs to be talked about a little bit more and and people need to understand what it is a little bit more. Yeah. So, like, I'm 34, you're 42, and we, part of my problem right now is, part of it's postpartum, okay? Like, yeah. our son is currently seven weeks old. So, so just so you know about this whole postpartum thing, we've been in this for seven weeks of sleep deprivation, <laughs> my body healing, yeah. having lots of shit going on while my body's healing. And, you know, for people who have babies, it's like, 
there's so much mentally that goes on besides baby showers and you pop them out. No, you're not and pregnant now. It's like, no, your your brain is fucked. Your body's fucked. <laughs> and especially for those who, who don't breastfeed, let me talk about that. I fully respect all who breastfeed and who... who I respect whatever, however anybody wants to feed their baby. So I'm not saying, oh, because I didn't, that I'm better. It's like, no, just feed your baby how you want to feed your baby. But what I will say is there's also not a lot known about women who choose not to breastfeed because they're uncomfortable with using their body in that way. I have always been uncomfortable with that. But here's what comes along with that, with choosing not to breastfeed. When your milk dries up, your hormones are kind of then, speaking of fast forward, fast forwarded in a very abrupt way back to what your body was before. And when I say that, it's not like, oh, you're mad, you magically just snap into your body knowing, oh yeah, I don't have to feed a baby, I'm not pregnant. It's like, whoa, you go from zero to a hundred of all the hormones that are going through your body with pregnancy and and delivering and thinking you need to your body thinking it needs to feed this baby because it takes hormones to make milk and then when you just kind of let it dry up your body's like oh okay i'm done here fast forward to pre-pregnancy and and it's not like you feel good your body goes through this jolt so that's another thing too that people need to understand about women who choose not to breastfeed and that your body doesn't magically snap back but my original point is this, um, I'm 34 and he's 42. And if you are somebody who, who, who didn't necessarily meet your life part, the, the right life partner when you were young, what, what happens with personal growth when you grow up and you realize what you want, you also realize your own personal damage. You realize your own personal problems that you, you struggle with when you finally meet a, a partner or even a friend who you can be fully yourself with because... Or, yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is my guard is down for the first time because I didn't know who I was in my 20s. I didn't fully understand my own anxiety in my 20s. I didn't understand why I have such a hard time trusting people. And I didn't have to because I got to a point where I was just like, I didn't trust anyone. I, th I was like, I'm just going to be single and I'm going to do this by myself and maybe date around and, you know, just have fun sometimes. But I'm just doing this by myself. And I tried to pretend like I didn't, I didn't need anybody to know the real me. I tried to pretend like I didn't need anybody to share things with. I tried to pretend like I didn't care that I was pretending. And when I met Tom, I was told otherwise. That I didn't have to pretend. That I could be myself. I could feel all my emotions. I could acknowledge a personal problem that I've always struggled with, which is that I am unlovable if I am not perfect. I am unlo unlovable if I do something that makes someone upset. So my solution to that was to just never be with anybody, romantically or friendship, where I really cared if I upset them. 
And in that process, I probably hurt a lot of people. And so now that I'm with this person, I, I can't fake anything with Tom. I can't because I, I love him and I can be myself around him. But what that means is being fully myself and feeling the things that I'm scared to feel. And so sometimes when you blend, you're, you're finally dealing with your shit because you're finally with a partner that you can be honest with. Okay, but the struggle with finally dealing with your shit and being the real you is that you're doing it with other people's kids and your own kids. So you're doing it while learning how to be a step parent. You're doing it while while learning while learning what your relationship is with with the kids you have. You're learning it while meeting other needs. And so that's the other piece about blended families is that it's not just oh now i found the right one and we're happy preach i i did find the right one <laughs> preach and we are happy and at the end of the day we always want each other but it also means that i have to deal with my shit <laughs> you, like it does sorry, I'm not I, laughing can't, at it. <laughs> I can't run away from it i can't distract myself from no. it i can't <laughs> lie to myself and to other people I have to deal with it because if I don't deal with this feeling of I'm not lovable if I'm not perfect and doing everything for everyone perfectly or if I upset someone I can't actually love him I can't actually be real in this relationship and I have to deal with that I have to work through that, which for me personally is one of the scariest journeys. So to wrap up my part of this, my part of this is I want to fast forward and I don't want to fast forward. I want to fast forward because it's hard to feel like this every single day. It's hard to feel like this and be sleep deprived. But I also want to be real about what I'm doing. And at this point in my life, I'm done fucking lying to myself and to others. I want to just be honest and have an honest family and have an honest partnership. Because what I'm learning is that honesty really is the only solution. Like, it, like just facing it. If you don't have the time sometimes to really talk through problems and you don't have, just be honest with yourself about what you feel. Be honest with your partner and be honest about what and realistic about what you can tackle and what you can't. And forgive yourself for all of you out there who are like me, who hold yourself to this ridiculous standard. Give yourself a fucking break and it's okay to not feel perfect things all the time and it's okay not to be perfect and maybe it's too cliche hold on to the moments that get you through it because I don't totally have the answers but I'm trying to think why am I still here doing this when I want to fast forward I'm still here doing this because I fucking love Tom. 
And at the end of the day, who I am with him, even in this pain and struggle and a lot of feelings I don't want to feel, it's not toxic feelings I don't want to feel. It's something I don't understand. I don't know what I'm doing as a step parent. These things I feel towards his kids aren't toxic. They're, they're new. They're, I don't know what to do with it. These things I feel about myself and this anxiety that I worry that he, you know, this anxiety where I worry that he doesn't love me. It's not something he's causing, he's doing. It's not that he's bad for me. It's that I'm, I'm just trying to be honest. And there's a lot of freedom in that. There's a lot of freedom and not just escaping all the time, which is what I think sometimes people do when they are in relationships that are unhappy. I don't ever want to escape from him. I want to be the best version of myself. I want to build things with this partner. And in order for me to get that, I, I have to just get through this. And, and I guess that's what I'm holding on to, is that I am the best version of myself when I'm with him. Even when I'm in this much pain, even when I feel all these emotions so strongly, because the important thing is I'm actually feeling them again. I'm not running. I'm not distracting. I'm, I'm not bored. I'm creating again. I'm accepting all parts of myself because of what he's bringing out of me. And I, I, I just like him. <laughs> he makes me laugh. Yeah. He's At smart. inappropriate times. Not always. Not Sometimes always. it's appropriate and it's funny. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually done now. Okay. Um, a little bit taken back, you know. I think this is actually just a, a good point to to end it, and then we'll return to our normally scheduled and normally taped uh, sessions at a later time. Yeah. Right. There's no normally taped sessions. Yeah, well, yeah, there's normally taped sessions where they're 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 funny mixed in with me swearing and you know. That's literally what this was. This was different. No, if yes. you if you reflect. No. There are I'm not reflecting there's... anymore today. There's been too much <laughs> reflection today. I'm not reflecting anymore. You can't make ow. You can't make me. Every single episode. So, okay, fine. It's it's more real in that I was like Fuck this day. Fuck how I feel. Yeah, fuck you just came this out. Off. You just but, bam. But okay, whatever. Maybe people will know different. If the way I think about it, I think about it where we always go into shit, and you you always have like funny random shit you say, and I and even when you go back and listen to this, you'll hear it. There is funny random shit thrown in here, but maybe I'm wrong. I didn't feel like it was like the right timing or place. You know, to, but, to throw in some... I mean, I know, like, I'm funny and hilarious No, but, awesome, but when you but... did, though, it was. Oh, okay. Actually. Well, good. My Maybe we're growing done. right here and now. Maybe we've come <laughs> to a place on this podcast where you did time the humor 
I, correctly, I, at least with, with, my, with my monologues. <laughs> One of the, okay, I, maybe you guys have heard it, but it really annoys her when I make jokes at serious times. And I tend to do that when she's trying to be very serious. It's like a blue ball situation. A little bit. You're really, like, I'm real, and I don't even have balls, but, like, I, you're, but people know what that means. So, it's like you're in the middle of a really serious thought that you just are trying to get out there, and you're serious, and you're vulnerable, and it's a hard thing for you to say in the first place. And, and here then I come in with like, comedy gold. <laughs> Sorry. Blue balls. Blue balls. Yeah. Hashtag blue balls. You don't have a problem with blue balls. I do have. Well, okay. Well, right. no. Our son's sitting there like so you're, you're like He's you've had suckling. to have him suckle his hand, his own hand, to calm himself. I He's... say you don't have blue balls because our child. It's it's just funny that we're talking about that. You probably have to cut that, as the yeah, product blue balls of your, is of your next... semen is yeah. like right there. Yeah. Um... So, so Blue Balls is our next episode. Uh, look for that out shortly. I think that'll be a solo. So people will be fast forwarding a to solo Blue class. Balls. Yeah, like we're gonna follow this up with people fast forwarding. Just me talking balls. about Blue Balls and. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs>